Kusaha is 16 years old. He plays soccer and goes to high school in Atlanta, Georgia. And just listening to him, you wouldn't guess that five years ago, he was living as a shepherd in Ethiopia. I used to be a shepherd. I used to raise cows and all sort of animals. He had an idyllic childhood, raising crops and playing all day outside. But then Fusaha's father died. And Fusaha's mother told him that a dispute between the neighboring shepherds meant his home was no longer safe. She sent him to live in the capital, Addis Ababa, with his grandmother, Zahai. My sister took me. We had to walk for hours to get there and then take the bus to the capital. Every day, my grandmother and sister had to work. And then she found an orphanage, so I went there. They told me that I was going to get adopted, but I don't really know what adoption was. I'm Melissa Faye Green. My husband, Don Samuel, and I have been married for almost 32 years. And in that time, we have created a family of nine children, four by birth and five by adoption. The youngest five came from Bulgaria and from Ethiopia. And I knew that most people entering the adoption world are looking for baby girls. So I told the orphanage director if there was an older boy who had gotten overlooked, we would be open. And so she told us about a boy named Fisaha Mengisti, and he was nine and seemed like a very nice boy, she said. Uh, the paperwork said that both parents were deceased and that he had been living with his grandmother, who was too poor to keep him. And so we said yes. I flew over to Ethiopia. I realized it was the third time in my life I was about to meet a child who was going to call me mama. It's really terrifying. I made it into the orphanage, and the gate closed behind us, and everyone was yelling, Saha, Saha, the, the nickname for Fisaha, Saha, and he was hiding. My mom saw me in a corner, so she came to me and asked me if I was Fisaha. We left in the taxi, and we're driving along in kind of packed, hot, dusty, treeless, industrial road, and Fisaha suddenly, he starts shouting, shouting, so what's going on? Salamna, the taxi driver, says he sees his grandmother's street. And suddenly Fasa's yelling again, yelling again, this is it, this is grandmother's house. Salamna says, what's your grandmother's name? Sahai. Salamna goes and knocks on the door of this compound. A woman answers the door and they talk. And then Salamna turns away, shaking his head. Where's Sahai? They don't know. They don't know. She left a long time ago. I look at Fasa and his eyes are just both red. And I realize this is the archetypal orphan's nightmare. His grandmother took him to the orphanage and now she's moved and the family's gone. So I said through Salamna, okay, let's do this. Let's leave information for her. The next day, Salamna took us to the Mercato and his phone rings and he's yelling on his cell phone and he says, they have found her. They have found Sahai. So off we go, off we go, back in the car, driving back out, and we've barely parked when just a tornado of a little person, just a typhoon, is just tap dancing down the road, screaming, and Fasaha gets out of the car, and she is all over him, all over him. She's like a hawk picking up a mouse. She's just nibbling him and kissing him and hugging him. She's very, <laughs> she's a very loving person. She said, yes, you should go, and she was pretty sad that when I left. When I first saw Atlanta, I was very surprised. I thought it was going to be the same as in Ethiopia, except a little better. 
Early on, he had told us his story. He was very clear. He said his mom was alive. And I said, sweetheart, she's not. He said, yes, she is. I had the paperwork. His grandmother had told me. I said, I know she loved you, and I know you loved her, but, but she died. He said, no, she didn't. And he said, they had to send me away to save my life. I'm like, really? Tell us about that. And he, and he said, they thought I was going to be killed. And we would say, why did this man want to kill you? My older brother had a cattle. Another guy was interrupting his crop, and they got into a fight, and my brother accidentally killed him. So the other family had a right to kill one of the sons. And we're like, really? I told them all, so they didn't believe me. Um, We had a spring break. My mom and dad decided that we should visit Ethiopia. My name is Lee Samuel. I'm the third oldest in our family, the youngest biological boy. The day we went to Sitsahai, I knew it was going to be one of the high points of our trip. She came and had her typical greeting of sobbing, prostrating herself on the floor, and covering herself with dirt. And then when she saw Sisaha, it was like a volcanic eruption. And she was crying and all that. So we went back a few days later, uh, Sisaha and myself, and instantly as we walked in, Sisaha saw his mother and turned to me and said, Lee, that's, that's my mom. And I said, Sisaha, We've been over this. Your mom died several years ago. He said, Lee, like, it's my mom. I'm not, I'm not kidding. That's my mom. The surprise was my mother because she lived so far. So I was very excited, happy that she came. Instantly, I thought, I gotta call mom. I say, Mom, Tiffelhoff's mom is here. You need to get here right away. She got really soft and serious on the phone and almost whispered to me, No, sweetie, that, that can't be because she died. And he said, Well, She's here. I was in total shock. I started shaking so much, I thought I was going to drop the phone. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like, now this is a big deal. It's a big deal in the adoption world. As I was sitting next to him, I could feel him shaking. On the surface, everything's calm, but under the surface, his heart was just pounding. They had identical eyes. He was also very calm. Hugged him and just kind of sat back as Sahai was parading around screaming and throwing things. We went to a restaurant. And we pull up, and a little tiny woman came hurrying toward us, very dark skin, head tightly wrapped. So we kissed and kissed and kissed the traditional cheek to cheek over and over, and then suddenly it just turned into this big, a big family luncheon. Having my two mothers in the same place was kind of comfortable for me. They both were happy. This is his birth mother. I said, why did Fissah leave the village? And I thought, now we'll learn. He's had this fantasy. So one of the adult half-brothers said, there is a man in our village who grazes his animals on our land. So I went out one day to stop him, and we got into an argument, and we began to fight, and we fight with big sticks. And it has happened by accident that I have killed this man. This gives his family the right to take the life of a male in our family. After Fisaha, we are all adults, and they won't come after us. We can defend ourselves, but how can we protect a small boy? We don't want him to be killed. And <laughs> Fisaha, Fisaha's like, yeah, I know. All of us took pictures, ate together, and then said bye to each other. It was pretty sad that I had to leave him again. 
I said to Fisaha, how are you feeling about seeing everyone? And he said, I feel like I want to see them again. And I said, well, that is great. That will absolutely happen. I look forward to making many, many, many trips to Ethiopia. That story was produced by Molly Samuel, Fisaha's sister, and our own Stephanie Fu. 